This episode of the Sportsman's Nation is brought to you by Outdoor Edge and their complete lineup of replaceable blade knives, fixed blade knives, and game processing kits. Now, we've all been there before, trying to field dress your wild game with a dull knife. This is where Outdoor Edge really steps in. With the Razor Safe system, you can have a brand new razor sharp blade with just the push of a button. No more dull blades and no more problems processing your wild game. To check out all of the products from Outdoor Edge, visit OutdoorEdge.com. And at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30. That's N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off of your purchase. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Nate, Micah, and Andy. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Hanging out. Good. Got the crew back together. First time in a few weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. Welcome back, Andrew. Thanks. Sorry to hear about your grandmother. I appreciate it. Don't know if I should have brought that up on the show, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be all right. Mike and I, a few weeks ago, I think we talked about you had a death in the family, so some listeners might be thinking about that. I appreciate it. Anyway, um... Got a good show today. We're probably just going to get right into it after our sponsor for today's show. So let's get that out of the way. Cuddyback Digital, Cuddyback Trail Cameras, the Cuddy Link system. Um, huge, great. huge fan of it. Yeah, this is uh, me and yours first year using this right. system. Andy's had them before, which is this uh, first year for the cell system. I had the Link system last year, which was awesome because you check one camera, get them all. Um, the cell system is kind of another step up in the game changer to where check them every morning and every night i mean just get the get yeah. them sent to you i haven't i haven't 12 set 12 hours i don't know when you guys haven't said that i got, I got every four i got <laughs> I, will, I will tell you this not to get too deep into a sponsor the one thing i've noticed i'm doing a 10 times better job at this year is since i'm getting pictures every four hours i've changed it like three times by the way i am documenting the bucks what they're doing every day now a lot better so i've got a note saved of every book that i'm kind of after andy i showed it to you earlier right (laughs) it's bad and i'm i'm writing the date where he was at what what direction it looked like he was headed and what time if you've ever met somebody that was ocd they're not ocd compared to nate thomas and (laughs) documenting deer travel direction and the time i'm just trying to kill him in august I'm waiting oh, yeah, for July like, and June. I was like, just scroll over. It's like, yeah, like wind direction, barometric pressure here. Yeah, I might like, go, like, I, you might. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say anything. See, I, I'm does. gonna go. I'm gonna go back to historical rather and probably write that down Gosh. too. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's. It, I think what the reason I'm able to do that is because I'm getting these photos sent to me. This is the first time in my life I've ever had a cell camera, right? Uh, whatever you want to call that. So, um. Uh, we're both enjoying them. I haven't had any issues. I had a few hiccups when I was setting them up. That was mostly me anyway, and they've been good. So check them out, cuttybackdigital.com, I believe. And if you want to use the code MOWW21, you can save 10% at checkout if you want to buy yourself a system. They got some cool like starter packs. You can get a camera, like a home camera, and two or three yeah. uh, links. And you know, Yeah, I just ordered another kit 
for up north. So yeah, you did. There yeah. you go. Yeah, hopefully I'll be putting those out. Within and that's the, the big thing. Like a lot of people don't hunt, and they're not as fortunate as as me and Nate and and you here that have places that are close. Right. Some people have to drive a couple hours. I mean, they're going to get. So it's worth the cellular, you know, capabilities. And then just to have one, you know, one cell plan for all of your cameras, and it goes up to, I know the link system without cell was 16, I think. The 20, camera's 24 now. Yeah, you can't go 24 if on If you're one. using, this is getting deep, but if you're using firmware 8.3, you can have up to 24 cameras on, on the system now. That's, That's pretty impressive. I mean, Jesus. And if you're, if you're just, if you're you using. cast this, a wide net. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you're using the cell service, you're paying one cell plan for that. Think how violated these deer are. <laughs> They have 24 cameras watching me in my own home. I can't even take a shit over here. <laughs> anyway, check them out. Uh, today's show, we're going to talk about our 2021 whitetail goals and do some uh, listener Q&A a few days ago before we recorded. I did a story poll, whatever. I don't know what that's called. A poll. And asking a question. Questionnaire. <laughs> and uh, asking people what they uh what they want to hear so we got some questions a few questions that people asked and uh, y'all want to do that first yeah let's just jump into that all right let me pull up some of these i had to screenshot them because i'm too stupid to know how to go and find those once the i know story. but yet you give me crap because i couldn't even see the questions see i'm smarter asked. than you because at least i can see the question <laughs> it did take me a minute to be like where the hell's the questions um all right first question we got some of the these are a little bit all over the place honestly We'll save this last one. All right, the last question we got was, uh, don't remember the guy's name. Do we ever put in? For, did we put in for the bear tags? Negative. Nope, we did not. I had full intention of putting for bear and elk. Oh, that's right. You forgot. And about I elk. completely screwed. You the didn't pooch do, from do both either. Of them. Do what? Do you didn't do either? I didn't get either put in. I didn't. No, nice. I I screwed up on my my tag drawing uh, deal this year. So I purposely put in for elk and didn't put in for bear. Why wouldn't you put in for bear? I just I didn't think I was gonna actually give it full effort if I oh, drew okay. it, and I felt like I shouldn't be stealing that from somebody else that might actually yeah. really hunt them. Especially since in Missouri you can't bait. Right. I don't know how to freaking hunt a bear, and I I'm not from the southern part of the state where you can hunt them. Right. I don't. I just I didn't feel like I was gonna give it the effort it deserved, so I didn't put in for the bear. Well, I told you guys before the show, a coworker of mine in Springfield actually did draw a bear, and he's got trail cameras and. All kinds of stuff out for him, and he's he's seeing them right now on his property. So he seen them. Oh, so they're on them. his land. He's he not, lived. Yeah, he on did his. He, did he draw a the landowner tag, or did he get? I don't think. I, I think it's just a regular tag. I don't know. I haven't talked to him yet. Is actually a, an an intern that worked with him and came to work with me uh, was telling me that. So I need to call him and see. Maybe we can get him on the show. Yeah, that'd be a good show. Yeah, that'd be sweet. So yeah, I didn't put in for bear. Did for elk. But you might yeah, have. I did the same. I didn't put in for the bear, kind of in the same situation you were in. I just didn't think <coughs> – I just – I don't know. I don't think they're there yet to where I'm going to have a good enough chance cause to put the time in to go scout and do all that. So right. I, yeah, I ain't that was my point. Yet. Um, you know, for the elk, if I had drawn that, I'd have – We would have made it work. I'd have made it happen. Well, an elk, they're vocal. You, you have a little easier chance, I think, of finding an elk as opposed to – a bear, which we know nothing about, or how to hunt. In uh, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if if you didn't, if you don't get to bait a bear, I honestly don't know how you hunt them. Yeah. If you're specifically targeting a bear, 
Yeah. Unless, are they like a deer where you try to find their pattern or that'd be interesting to talk to somebody because the only bear I've ever hunted has been an add on tag in Colorado. And I'm ne- I've never actually hunted the bear. <laughs> and that was more of a, hey, if we stumble on exactly. a bear. <laughs> yeah. While we're hunting elk, if I see a bear that's legal, might as well. I'll shoot it. But that's the only time I've hunted a bear. It was a $100 add-on, and it was like yeah. kind of no-brainer. So, Okay, there's that question. Next question is from DJP Outdoors. Do you guys ever put in for managed hunts? I have not ever put in one before. <clears throat> when we talked to Kenzie Thorpe there last year, I had full intentions of, again, doing that this year. <laughs> and I've screwed up, like I said, all of my tags like I was planning on doing. But uh, I did not realize until we talked to him that your managed hunts don't go against, like, your buck count. So, like, if, right, if right. you have, you know, you have the one buck before rifle, then one buck, one buck during, during or after. Or after, yeah. Uh, That's its so own you, you could still actually kill three bucks. With a managed hunt tag. I did not know that. And so I had full intention of trying to apply for one here you know, of the local managed hunt tags to yeah. us. But, yeah, I screwed up. Well, don't feel so bad. I have put in for a managed hunt before. Um, it's been a few years. And this year I was going to again. I was going to start again, at least building some points. And I freaking forgot. So uh, I didn't this year. Micah, you pretty much do it every year, do you not? Yeah, we haven't drawn for a while. Me and uh, – me and my brother usually put in every year, and we got drawn, I want to say, it was probably five years ago now. It's been a little bit, but, I mean, it was cool. It was it was a pretty cool experience, and uh, we both got our does. The, the, where we did it, you had to kill a doe before you can kill a buck, and we both got does, but we never, on the last day, I actually had a giant come in, and I just never got a shot on him. But, I mean, it's cool. Isn't it how it works? Like, this, yeah. it's the first day that you actually see the giant before you've killed a doe. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're like, damn well, it. I mean, I've heard, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. Didn't, didn't Russell have that situation? Uh, it's he, been a while back. A, a while ago. I, I thought he had remember. that. I don't remember. If I remember right, and I, he'll probably tell me I'm wrong, but I thought he had this pretty good-sized 12-point come in. But he didn't, it was like the first day he was there, and he didn't shoot a doe yet. Yeah, I'm not sure what. And it was the first time was. he drew, so he was a little nervous about, about you know, if he was to do it out of order. Right, and yeah, you don't want to do that. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, DJP Outdoors. Um, I have Andy hasn't yet. Micah does every year. Um, I've got a place that I've been looking at putting in, and I was going to start at least getting points for it this year. It's pretty close to where I live. How does Missouri's point system work? I don't really know, but I know you need points, so. <laughs> I, get, I know we got it's either seven or eight or something like that i don't know i'm guessing it's kind of just like any other preference is point it, but well is it like say arizona that your points are how many entries you get into that drawing i don't know i'm not sure we, we're about as educated on that as hope you guys didn't come here learning <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's something i don't know a whole yeah. lot about i need to learn more about it that's for sure i know your odds are better getting into one of these managed shunts than getting into arizona well yeah yeah. i'm Uh, guessing arizona probably a few more applicants but yeah okay uh our buddy troy vet a longtime listener i think uh he's got two questions here we're gonna i'm gonna ask this one first and then i'll ask the second one what type of stands do we hunt out of i mean my favorite um I, i guess i have two favorites uh the hawk helium 
hang on oh, stand. Oh, you're getting specific. Okay, this is going to be fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Hawk Helium hang on stand, and then I have a, a Millennium. Uh, it's the bigger one. Like I don't know which. M7 or something? I don't, I don't remember. It's uh. So you're, it's the bigger bigger helium. I like for some reason I started liking instead of those platform seats. Yeah. Uh, I like the, the it's the the material a, seat hammock. Yeah, it's like a the, the hammock. hammock material, yeah. kind of a mesh type. I don't know. I just those seats are a lot more comfortable for me, gotcha. and they're quieter. I feel like, and I don't have problems with uh, squirrels ripping off the cushions. Right. As compared to those other ones. So you prefer a hang on for sure. I prefer a hang on. Um, ladder. I'm, I don't really know why I got away from using a ladder, but uh. well, I know why. I know why now, actually. <laughs> uh, so I definitely prefer prefer hang-ons too, and I've got a myriad of hang-ons. I I bought a bunch of them a few years ago for real cheap, and they are all different kind of brands. I don't even know what they are, mm-hmm. but I personally went out and bought two XOP. Uh, Shit, vanish. vanishes for run and gun setups and so i got one xop vanish that i've got strictly with the the xop um tree stand system um that's got the you know the hooks for you to to, to put it on your back that one stays you know with me at all times and then i've got another one that i go and hang at the beginning of every year on a, in a place if I were to go buy more hang-ons, just currently, I would buy more of those because I really like them. But uh, I'm sure other brands are real nice, too. And then, funny is, my, my main property I hunt now is now 90% ladder stands. <laughs> but there's a reason but behind you, that. I so say you're yeah. shifting your uh, thought process and stands a little bit. I'm going to tell you. Hunting for yourself is cool, but when you start hunting and you're thinking about others, mm-hmm. how I'm going to get them in there, how I'm going to do this, um, my sons have really changed a lot of the decisions I've I've made. I prefer hang-ons. I don't really like ladder stands. Right. But now I've got a bunch of ladder stands up because... They're a little safer. They're a little safer. Um, easier to get in and out of. They're easier to get in and out of. My son's... Both tend to be a little timid climbing the tree that I take them in. I will say it's not the easiest setup, but so I got three ladder stands given to me. So I'm like, well, I might as well set them up. Micah and I spent all, I see, I took Wednesday off. Yep. So did you. And we spent all day out there hanging those ladder stands and that, that sucked. Well, we spent, we got there at 830 and we didn't leave till four. Four. Yeah. Went and had we, lunch a little bit. We yeah. took our time. It was hotter than hell, so we didn't overdo yeah. it. And we were hanging, two of the trees we hung in were hedge trees. Yeah. So that sucked ass on the chainsaws. And then one of the trees was a thorny locust. <laughs> so it was it was not fun Yeah, wasn't by the, any means. But uh, We got it done. Got it done. And now the boys will be able to do some more hunting with me this year. And then, you know, it's just, it's odd when you shift that focus. Um, I mean, hell, like the whole purchase of crossbows now i i could write a small book on all the wrong decisions i've made on what i'm going to do for my sons <laughs> I've, I've had i've owned two different crossbows and sold them both because i'm like nah i don't i don't want I, he'll he'll be able to shoot a bow soon and 
he's got a bow and I don't think he's pulling back 15 pounds. And I'm just like, he's going to be 16 years old before he's going to be able to pull at least 40 pounds back. So maybe I should get him another crossbow. And or a thing of creatine. <laughs> he, he is a rail dude. He's a, a bean little, little protein powder. Yeah. So the, the funny thing is. him up. <laughs> I bought him a rifle for Christmas. I was going to say a set of dumbbells. <laughs> bought him a rifle for Christmas. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take him youth season, and then he can go rifle season with me, and, and that'll be great. And then last week we get our daughter's uh, softball schedule for the fall, and she is going to be playing in a tournament at the lake during youth season. So I'm like, oh, crap. How am I going to get him hunting that season or that, that weekend? So literally last night I was at Rogers and bought another crossbow so that he can go archery hunting with me and actually be able to hunt hunt because there's just no way he can do it with a compound yet. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get that sighted in, and he's going to get to go hunting with that. And it'll be easier in a two-man stand. So... That, I'm, I've got a lot of those. I personally prefer a hang-on, but got a lot of ladders too. Yeah. See, I prefer ladders. Out of any of them, I prefer ladders. And that's mainly because that's what I've had most of my life. I've recently, it's kind of the same deal, a buddy at work, he's getting older, and he pretty much only has one property that he hunts and hunts one or two stands. And so he gave me a bunch of hang-ons. I yeah. think he gave me these are three or four. Three or four hang-ons. I mean, they're nothing. I couldn't tell you the name brands. You know, they're older or whatnot. So I'm going to actually be using those this year. We still got to go out and set those up. But I prefer the the ladder, a, a two-man ladder stand. <clears throat> I like the two-man just because you got more room up there. I agree. More room yeah. to put your stuff or whatever. Just more room to – I feel more comfortable in it. So, I mean – I prefer a couple of big old redneck blinds. <laughs> yeah. I was over just getting ready to bring that. Up. Yeah, <laughs> but let's talk about the two elephants in the room now. Blinds. I you like blinds? Uh, so I no. I can't stand blinds. I mean, I understand what their purpose is, but when I get inside a blind, I feel like all my senses are just gone. I, I feel, feel I feel paranoid that there's something where I can't see. Yeah, I feel blind you know no pun intended <laughs> but you do i just feel like i can't see i don't feel like i'm out there anymore i, I feel like i'm somewhere else mm-hmm. uh i've hunted out of blinds but very minimally i would rather sit at the base of a tree wouldn't you uh, if honestly, i'm gonna be on the I do ground. more often than not i sit yeah. i take a little stool set at the bottom of a tree type deal yeah uh unless it's like super cold and like freezing snowing yeah, when we're, when we're out there yeah. freezing our asses off and somebody's in that blind with that buddy heater on yeah. it, yeah. They're, they're probably thinking pretty stupid. I mean, I like blinds for – I have a blind, and I've used it on a handful of occasions and stuff. It's great for kids because kids, they can move around a little more. You don't have to worry about that. And, I mean, it does get you out of the elements a little bit. So I'm, When those, I'm going with someone else, I like it too. Yeah, I, I, I would yeah. rather be in that blind with someone else. That way you mm-hmm. can kind of communicate a little easier. Yep. So those might be coming in my life a little more. Soon if you got if you got a good setup for it, I like. I mean, the way I set mine up, I set mine up to where I know there's nothing behind me, mm-hmm. or something right. where I take that out of the equation. So I'm just mainly looking at what I can cover. You know. Yeah, and I we've talked about like one of the properties I hunt putting a blind up there. It's just I don't really like them, and so my uh, my. Uh, 
what is it, my wanting to really work on it mm-hmm. goes down. So down the road, I'm sure with the boys, there's going to be more blind hunting, but right now, no. And then the other elephant in the room I was going to discuss was saddles. That's a oh. big thing right now. I'd like to try one. You know who you know who's got one that we should try out sometime. Ethan, Ethan would let us yeah. give his a shot. Our buddy Ethan McCabe, mm-hmm. uh, he started hunting out of a saddle last year, and I'd like to try it. Yeah. I saw one on Instagram. It's a little different than the ones that you normally see, but it's almost like a personalized hammock style. Like so, instead of just having something around your butt, like those, this one you can, if you wanted to, it can go all the way up your back and like lay I'm back. Not sure it's, about that. It, it seems it's it's a similar. It's it's a, just a all saddle. encompassing. Yeah, but it's just it gives you a little yeah. more coverage. Because in my head, it just seems like I'm having to lean forward or something. Mm-hmm. I, I and I've never been on one, so I shouldn't even talk about it. But they seem like they'd be uncomfortable. Everybody says they're fine though, so. Like I said, we just need to try them out. And I, I get it because the one complaint I would have about packing my XOP in is, uh, okay, I've got the the XOP tree stands transport system, I think is what it call, is called. So it's got the hip belt and, you know, keeps the weight off your shoulders. I then put my backpack on top of that on the I, – I, I carry it upside down. So I can flip the seat down and then sit my backpack on top of it. And then I've got my four, I have Hawk sticks. I don't remember the names of them, but they're the three step sticks. And I've got two, I've got four of those. So I've got two of those on each side. There's a lot of weight that you're lugging in there. If all you had to carry was sticks and you were already wearing basically your, uh, your tree stand. And most people I think have a little platform that they take in, mm-hmm. but those are pretty light. It seems like, yeah. It's basically just for your feet to stand on. I I can see why they would be really nice. I just I'm cheap and I haven't spent because it seems like to me it's expensive. You're gonna spend five hundred dollars minimum, and for what they are, you're just like really that's how much. I mean, yeah. I just don't do enough running, gunning type hunting, Same. and I don't like or public land where I have to go in and out and want to take it with me. I get it. I'd, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would like to give it a shot because there have been times where I've started running gunning a little more and it's, it's on private ground, just like you were saying. And I can't quite hang a stand there, but I bet you I could stand, I could be in a saddle in that same tree. So I get where it would be for sure. Really nice. We just right situation. I thought about taking it a step further and I used to actually do, our wrist work like mm-hmm. growing up my dad oh the, uh gaffs is that what you're talking yeah, about yeah like growing up my dad used to do tree tree work that's how he paid for college and stuff him and a buddy and uh it's actually the guy that we met out in colorado the, but anyways uh so and growing up i would go with tree jobs and so i got to learn how to use spikes on my boots and stuff and i was like i got to thinking i was like i could just get a pair of spikes and then all I would need would be a platform, and I'd get in any tree anywhere. <laughs> but wouldn't that be illegal on public ground? I don't know. You're scarring Stabbing the tree. tree. You're scarring yeah, the tree, so it probably it might would be. be on public. I know you're not allowed to remove branches and stuff, so it might not be legal. But I I do know some people because I've been on I'm on some of these saddle hunter uh, Facebook pages, yeah, just to learn more about them. And I know some people use those. Do they? Now I don't know if it's on public ground. It right. might be on private. Right. Uh, okay, so that was a long answer for that. There you go, Troy, on the stands. 
to move on. I don't think you have a climber, don't you, Andy? Oh yeah, yeah. So I will say that I guess my running, I you know, take that completely back. I do run and gun. <laughs> I'm a liar. <laughs> I actually I did it like four or five times. I mean, I did quite often. Um, even rifle season, I'll do it. Um, I have, and it's heavy as shit. But it's a just an old man. The brand is old man climbing stand. It's got like a little hammock system for the seat. Most, Isn't that like one of the that, original? Yeah, climbers? it is. And it honestly, it's like it's, four foot long or something like that. Um, or am I thinking of something different? No, it's it's pretty long. Uh, it's one of my favorite stands actually. Now yeah. I'm thinking, I probably sit in it probably thirty percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm, I made myself a liar there, but that's okay. If I ever feel like I need to like get into a corner or something, and there's a straight tree, because that's, that's the bad part about that. Yeah. You have to have a straight tree. A straight tree that's not ginormous. Yeah. And the uh, least amount of branches as possible. Yeah, right. And very few, I mean, very few branches. Which is not very normal. No. Right. Yeah, I'd, whenever I In would, Colorado, that'd be easy. Oh, yeah. for sure. Whenever we did the managed hunt, that's what we used was uh, climbers. I mean, they work. And for have, me, it's like, okay, on this corner of the farm, there's a straight tree. Like, I, I know what trees tree. I'm going to yeah. uh, specifically, but uh, it's not... It's really not bad during rifle season. During bow season, it's a little tough because I carry more stuff with me. Um, I don't have like a gun on a sling and everything. But right. if it it's into like the 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 seat, I think all climbers do this. I assume I don't haven't used it only, but this one, the seat fits into uh, the platform. You fold it together, and it's got like backpack straps on it, and away you go. Away you go. I have used a climber one time. I believe it was yours, Micah. I borrowed it. And I got about five foot off the ground, maybe five to eight foot off the ground. I did something wrong, and it slid. <laughs> and I I did not hunt from that stand that day. Okay, I got I'm off, done. And I got on the ground, and I said, I'm not doing that shit again. So <laughs> I, I am not a climber stand. user. I tried it, and that was a long time ago. Still have that stand by chance? No, no never I, mind. I, know, I know where it's at. Yeah. I know where it's at. I literally that got home. I'm like, you can have stand back. I'm not using that again. <laughs> um. And then Troy also asked a question, best tree stand snack. What's your favorite thing to eat in a stand? Fudge rounds. That's a good one. Yeah, I like a good fudge round. I guess I'm weird. I don't take them with me. You don't take snacks? I don't take snacks. I don't take a lot. I usually just one fudge round. That does me. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the giant fudge round? No, no, just a normal fudge round. I am actually like Andy. I don't take anything unless i know i'm gonna like hunt both morning and evening yeah and you know i haven't done an all-day sit in so long just because with kids it's literally impossible she's not gonna let me i've got stuff to do usually now i guess i'll kind of parlay that into and i know it's this we're not talking about elk hunting but my elk hunting snacks is what i would take i take snacks gushers gushers number one oh yeah uh, the assorted fruit pack. I don't care what flavor. All strawberry doesn't matter. <laughs> Just give me gushers. I am a tropical uh, trail mix guy. The dehydrated bananas, uh, pineapple, uh, oh, as the nuts, raisins, um, and then like the dehydrated like man- manger and oranges. Like dehydrated mm-hmm. those. Uh, that's my favorite trail mix. And then. Uh, that's probably. I'm gonna add to that because I'm pretty much the same way. You, you guys. I don't know if you guys have them, but I basically steal them from Russell every time we go out to Colorado. I had to buy some oh, this year. Those stingers. Those honey stingers. 
I've little, seen those. Like, the, like I've been wafers. wanting to try those. Yeah, they're freaking good. Yeah, are they're, they? They're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you can only like I've seen them at Walmart before, but mm-hmm. I ordered these ones off Amazon. But they're called Honey Stingers, and I they come in like about. caramel and honey flavors. And I'm not even sure I'm saying the name correctly, but I really like those. But like Andy, I usually in the morning, it's so early when I get up, I'm not hungry. And then by the time I am hungry, I'm hunting, so I don't really think about it much. And then I'm down, and if I'm starving, I'll go grab something to eat on the way home. I'm just weird, and I'm always worried about my bladder. So I don't take anything to drink just because. See, I do take something to drink I'm every time. I'm worried I have to pee. I take something to I drink every time, drink. Yep. and I never drink it. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Right. Because, I mean, sure, you get a little dry mouth or whatever walking in if you got a long hike. But then once I'm in there, I take one little sip, and then that's it. I don't know why I take a water every time. Yeah. yeah. So No, I, I rarely do a whole lot in the stand. So, yeah. no, I I take, that's a good question, though. I take my can chew. That's about it. That's funny how you go to the elk snacks because that's what I, I started what, thinking. I mean, if I was going to put eat? something in my bag, that's what I would take. Fudge rounds are one of my go-tos in, in the elk yeah. stuff. Yeah. Swiss cake like, rolls. Yeah, Swiss rolls are good. Basically, any junk food that gives you uh, a sugar high. Yeah. <laughs> Chili or chicken noodle soup when I get out of the stand and then at night. That's my favorite by far. Really? Especially on a cold night for sure. Like, like you talking October or later? When I get out of the stand, chili or chicken noodle soup, perfect evening. Actually, I take that back. Whatever my wife cooks is going to be terrific. I love you, honey. So, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to get brownie I, points. What a yeah. cop out. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely chili. I mean, that's and, like, good. if it's a Monday and you're coming home for, like, Monday Night Football. Oh. oh that, boom. Yep. Perfect. Okay. It's, now he's got me deer hunting. Like Monday, Sunday night football, whatever, don't matter, whatever night. Hey, we're <laughs> recording some, this on a Friday night, correct? Some chili and crackers. Oh, yeah. Sour cream in there. Put sour cream I, in your chili. I like some ketchup cheese. in my chili. What? Ketchup? Easy, Pat Isn't Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> if the, see, if the cheese is playing even better. I was just going to say, it's Friday night. We're recording this on, what, August 13th or something? Yeah. Yep. Chiefs play their first preseason game tomorrow night. Micah could give a crap. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> He is, I mean, he's like, yeah, hey, whatever. They're cool. Sports ball, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm still jacked about football, so I'm excited yep. about that. Okay, um, next one from House Houseworth Taxidermy. The stereotypical any travel hunts planned question. Uh, yeah, we have one travel hunt planned. Yeah, one that we're going on for sure. Colorado uh, archery elk. We pretty mu- that's pretty much all we can do. I mean, would I like to go other places? Sure. But fact of the matter is we just can't. I mean, I we take this, what, 10 days off to go elk hunting. And we spend quite a bit of effort getting there. And, you know, it costs, what, $700 for a tag. Mm-hmm. However much more to get out there and fuel and food and I would love to maybe go like to Nebraska whitetail hunting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go muley hunt in Nebraska. Yep. Um, I want to go hog hunting. I'd like to go. That hog would be a hunting. lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think we've talked about this before. Coyote hunting. Like, I don't know how mad you guys are gonna be if I take my coyote gun and call to Colorado with us, but you know, dude, I think we should. It's, it's open all have year. I, I've looked it up, made sure it's open all year round. We all got our small games. We all have our small games because we put in for a draw out there. Yeah. Might as well spend a day. I'm down, dude. I I will go with you. I mean, I will give up a day of elk. If, kill like day coyotes. six, you know, we haven't seen an elk in five days, and we're, we're all like, pissed off. Yeah, you know, that might be not. So, are we taking our guns? 
Might as well. We got the room. So do I need to take the Fox Pro? You take the Lucky Duck? I don't know. We might. Why not? Are we, are, are we doing this? Let's is do is this. this happening? I mean, I've seen multiple coyotes when we're out there. I've seen them. Me and Dude, you, me and you saw <laughs> the freaking wolf coyote. Like, <laughs> oh, they're bigger. It seems like they're bigger out there. I don't know. Last year, I shot I at one are. at, what was it, 90 yards? <laughs> oh, my God. That was hilarious. <laughs> the coyote, with my bow, by the way, yeah. 90 yards with my bow. The coyote ran away as the arrow was flying through the air. I think he was gone by the time the arrow got there. Yeah. He just looked up. He's like, what is that? But oh, you okay. remember that? Go then later there. on that day, the we lake, saw that yes. one across the lake. Yeah. They they look like a. He was huge. So, Trigger, my dog, is laying right here next to us. And he's a, a black sable German shepherd. And he weighs about 90, 95 pounds, somewhere in there. I swear, it, that thing almost looked like him. It looked, yeah. I, I We know it wasn't that big. Right. But still. My, I mean, I saw one when we went to Estes Park crossing the road, mm-hmm. and it it looked like a mini German Shepherd, like a sixty pound freaking coyote. That's bigger. I didn't think what a wolf would look like. I don't know that I would want to see one in person. Yeah, a wolf, a wolf, not in the wild. You wouldn't want to see one. Uh, wolves are like the least I would I ever know, be man. scared about in the wild. I don't know. If I seen one wolf, then I start getting nervous. Like where Where's the rest the of them at? Yeah, that's, that's what would, be, would worry me a little. I don't know. Cats. Those Cats, scare me. Well, hell, that's yeah, number one. Those least. scare me. Bears, yeah. Eh, I mean, um, yeah. Black but, bear for sure. Right. I mean, you t- if we're talking grizzlies, don't want to run into one. Don't care to see one. I still think a cat for me is above a grizzly. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It'd go cat, grizzly, probably wolf. Say wolf would be at the bottom of my list. Really? For sure. Yeah. Definitely mountain they don't, lion. Dude, mountain they don't, lion top of the list for okay. sure. What a rabbit hole. We're not yeah. going to see. You guys going to place to hunt? Wolf, grizzly, <laughs> cheetah. Okay. Would it not be one of our episodes if we didn't go down That's a rabbit true. hole? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So definitely mountain lion's top of our list. Is that where we're all saying? We yeah. don't want to see that predator. Least, yeah. I'm not worried about grizzly bears because they're not where we're going. Right. Well, I'm not worried yet. Right. So let's take them off the list. Black bears, they're basically giant sissies. Yeah. Unless you're threatening their young or I something. I don't want to – I'd rather – I want to see it before it sees me. Sure. That's I don't want to step on top of it. Right. Sort Dude, of thing. The first year I went out, out west elk hunting, we ran into that one, me, Grant Russell, and it was pitch black 4.30 in the morning, walking yeah. down the trail, things 20 yards away. You can't, like, see it because it's black and your light's not, like, shining enough. Right. That would probably freak me out a little that bit. That was a little much. Yeah. That was much. And I will say my first year – elk hunting when i was by myself my mind quickly went to mountain lions and bears oh my and i didn't have a sidearm with me that year so i was like all i have is a bow what what, what if a mountain lion comes out of a tree and you know i'm a lot less worried about that now but it was it was definitely on my mind but wolves would be right under a mountain lion for me no way wolves they're not gonna sneak up on you they're definitely gonna make their they're, yeah they're gonna freaking run you down that's why I don't think they're going to. I think if a wolf they're, is hunting, it's going to sneak up on it. I don't think they are. They're not like that. They're not sneak. They they surround and attack or whatever. Exactly. So if you see one, where's the rest of the pack? You take out the alpha male, they all scatter. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you kill them and you pee on them is what you're saying, right? No. no. I'm just saying, I mean, and you, if you guys ever heard the John Dudley and Joe Rogan where he actually he killed an elk and the elk died in a wolf den area. So they got surrounded by him, and he had to kill, I think he killed at least two with his bow, 
the guide or whatever had to kill one with the rifle or something like that. But they ended up like having to kill like three of these wolves because they surrounded them. So what you're saying is the wolves were a threat. Yeah, in that situation. But you're not worried about. I'm not. I'm not. I really. I don't know why. I just. I don't know. Mike is gonna get eaten by wolves this trip. Well, we don't really. There's not really wolves. There's not wolves where we are either. Yeah. So don't have to worry about it. But do remember last year? Was it you and I together? We started hearing those coyotes howling. Yeah, they sound a lot deeper. They sounded different. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That was a hell of a rabbit hole for (laughs) any travel hunts planned. There you go, Houseworth Taxidermy. All right. uh, Let's just parlay this into. Kings of Callings question. Total number of predator kills. You're going to be disappointed, Kings of Calling. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, let's let's start from goal, January though. 1st, 2021. January 1st? Yeah. No, you can't do that because we started our season before that, didn't we? Like, yeah, so I started it's, counting. It's 2021. So I'd have to subtract. So I think I need to take off like, I think oh. I have like 21. Let's just start. 20. Let's just start with. The beginning of when we started hunting them in the winter this year, then. So I started counting. It was the. Is it just going to be us three, or are we going to include we everybody, everybody that hunts us together? Uh, like for Russ. me personally, it was from like November that whatever second weekend in deer season was, is when I started. Like I killed that one. Like all right, there's one. You know, kind of that. I don't know why, but that kicks it off. I have 25 from second weekend of last year's rifle. Okay, are we just doing? Us individually? I don't care what we do. Okay, so, gosh. So, we put them all together. You know where I'm at. Two of the bow. Gosh, uh, maybe nine since then. Nine, ten. Something like that. I don't know. Personally? Personally? Or just as a group? Just personally. See, personally, I haven't killed that many. Because it's always been as a group, and we always kill them together. I think I've killed two or three. Mine, I'm including ones to where maybe I was on the hunt. I didn't pull the trigger, but I was present whenever it... Why is this that hard for us? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Okay, so let's let's include, like, just when we do our tournaments then, like, our team, so that we include, like, Russell and Austin. I bet our group of... We're around... I'd say we're around 50. 40 to 50. Yeah, Yeah, with Russell, Pat, Austin. Austin. Yeah, somewhere in there, 40, 50, maybe 60. I don't yeah. know. I mean, respectable. It's not like we hunt them every single day. And we no. really slowed down just because all the crops. In our area, crops are, I mean, 90% of the land around us. Yeah. So it's really hard to, to find a place right now to, I got to one, go call. I got one good spot, and I'm pretty sure I'm screwing it up. Because every time I go in there, I, I either walk out, walk in there, and they're already out in the field – or that last time I went out there and my batteries died and totally screwed me, yeah. which that's my own dang fault. But I got about two or three spots I could, but the problem is those are also places we use for tournaments, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to avoid that. Yeah. So. All I know is our buddies uh, Heath Baker and John Collins would be disappointed in our number. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they also they do it for a living. Sure. And, and they are really good at it. And I'm, the, I'm assuming they have ungodly amounts of property that they can do it at. Well, if you look at the property, they are doing it. We don't have that. We don't have big rolling hill, hill pastures, open lands. I mean, if it's pastures, because it can't be row cropped right. around us. So it's big ditches, draws, or it's row crop fields. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, we have excuses. Yeah, that's what we're full of. <laughs> All right. Last question, which could be a, a decently long one, and then we'll finally get into our uh, our goals for this year. Yoda Blaster, any tips for playing the win in an area where you have sign but don't know their travel pattern? 
Uh, good question, Yoda Blaster. We are gonna. I wish we we're had gonna take this and run with it on more different scenarios because we don't really. Yeah, we don't know so, if you're public or private. So, for argument's sake, as we're explaining what our thoughts are on this, let's pretend like you're looking at a piece of paper, and the property Yoda Blaster is talking about is a square, and north is up, east, west, south is like you would if you were writing it on a piece of paper. That's his property. Okay. That way, when we're explaining what we're talking about, people can visualize that. My first thoughts would be, do you have cameras? Is this If it's private ground, or public, I guess, do you have cameras out? If you do or don't and have the ability to, that would be one good way to figure out where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, personally, the way I set my cameras up on, on one of my main properties i have mineral uh in our county we're able to put out salt and mineral and stuff i've got that in the middle of the property and then i've got obviously a camera over that and then i put cameras around the property so that i can like i was showing you earlier andy see which way they're coming from if i know that this buck is coming from the north and he's coming from the northwest corner of the property and then i see him on the mineral camera and then when he's on his way out he's going out the west side of the property i know exactly how he's coming in and out every time he comes right or at least i have a really good idea that he is living northwest of me or something like that Mm -hmm. that would be an easy way to help you figure out uh you know their travel patterns my question i guess for him would be what type of signs is he referring to is it scrapes is it just a trail uh, yeah right is it trails um, betting, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's <clears throat> yeah. And his member, his question is any tips for playing the wind in an area where you have signs? So to me, it feels like this is a question more during the season. He maybe does have scrapes. He does have rubs. Well, I would, uh, that sort of stuff. Well, so, I feel like you need to figure out, okay, playing oh, the wind, you need to figure out what direction they're going to and from. That would be, yeah. I'm, for that, me, that would be your first that or you you play it slow and you play your wind. You want your wind to go where you know for a fact that they're not going to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, you got a big or big field behind you or something, and you're 20 yards in the timber, and you see sign. You play it where that wind's going to be going directly into the field or however you know. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, let's go back to our piece of paper. Let's say. He's in the middle. There is a cornfield behind him that's obviously been harvested, let's say, by the time he's hunting it. And maybe there's a highway right next to that cornfield, and he knows that there's really no deer there. Okay, well, then hopefully you would hunt with a wind coming out of the north, and at least your scent is blowing into that cornfield. Um, but another thing you could do is set up an observation stand I think you would have to and just see just if you can figure, see him coming in. Yeah, and out. figure out. And also, doing. you want to set your stand in a in a location on there to where it gives you a good chance of a. You know, if you're talking fall, after a while, you're you're going to get quite a bit of north wind, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So set set your stand up, and if you can get multiple stands, set two stands up for a north and a south wind. So that way, depending on the wind direction you have. Yeah. You have the ability to hunt that on multiple wind directions. Um, see what happens. Like, you go hunt it with a northerly wind, 
and you don't see anything. And then you go hunt it the next time with the wind coming out of the south and you see a bunch of bucks. Mm-hmm. You might be better off sticking with a south wind. Or it right. could have just been a one-off. It really sucks. I wish I wish he had a way to figure out where they're coming from in this scenario. Don't know their travel pattern. They're, he'd be better off trying to figure out their travel pattern. And even if you can't get a system wind. like the Cuddy Link system or something, which would work perfect for him because he's trying to figure out which way he's coming from. So you set one up on your sign mm-hmm. and then both directions down the trail of where they think you know it is, and he can see what where they're coming, which way they're leaving. But if you can't, you know, Cuddy Link's not the cheapest in the world, but it's the most efficient, I think. Mm-hmm. Go buy some cheap whatever Tasco, Walmart, whatever it is, $20 cameras if you can, uh-huh. and do the same thing yeah. and make sure you set your time and your date and all that stuff around it. Figure out where they're coming from. And then I'm a believer, if you're talking about tips for running the wind, I like, we've talked about this before, Nate, me, me and you especially, of going, pushing that wind direction. It doesn't have to be perfectly the opposite direction. But nope. basically, it just needs to be, if that deer wins you, you've already killed it. Right. I mean, it, it's... It's cut. like just before you get busted, he's dead. Yeah, right. Yeah. Your, cut, shoot, your shooting lane right. is before you get busted. It doesn't have to be the exact opposite direction. No, I think a lot of you kill, make a lot of those kills when it's almost right. wrong. Exactly. Um, another thing, going back to our episode with Josh Honeycutt, um, hunting nocturnal bucks, you can Yoda blaster, you can actually try to read that sign. So, mm-hmm. like Josh was talking about, you read a rub, you can almost see which way he was facing. Right. And if the next rub, you know, is, is seems like it's facing the same way, maybe there's another one further down. And you know, let's say, let's say he, okay, on our piece of paper, let's say you see you have three rubs on the very north edge of this property. And they all look like he's facing with his face or his head facing east when he's making these rubs and they're, they're going from left to right one after the other. Well, your property on the east side of you is a giant cornfield and the property on the left side of you is a big thick area. That's probably bedding. I would make a big time bet that he's coming from the West working East, you know, just reading that sign or reading what a scrape looks like. I mean, maybe he's, you can tell which way they're pawing at the dirt and, uh, Andy, are you looking at my dog right now? It's like having like a yeah. He's he's in a, he's dreaming. I think he's chasing a squirrel yeah, in his dream he's doing right something. now. Uh, you know the the scrapes actually look. You can tell almost which way they're pawing mm-hmm. and they're facing when they're doing that. That's another thing you can try to do. But honestly, I get I get cameras out there like you were saying. Get cameras. That'd be the easiest. I mean, another thing, Google Maps. It's free. You can get on there and just zoom out and take an overlook and just think. Potential this, bedding. This looks food. like it'd be potential bedding. This they're probably eating here. Yeah, that sort of thing. So, yeah. So Yoda blaster. I wish we had more on. You know, more yeah, on that. We kind of tried details. to give you a little overview on all that. And also, none of us know anything. So you should probably take that for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, cameras, man. I mean, they're they're such a game changer. I know a lot of us use them as a crutch, but if you could just get two cameras on that property. And start catching photos of bucks on one side and not the other. Well, you pretty much just told yourself where they're coming from, most likely. Um, look at the time of day when you're getting the photos, too. If it's 
one o'clock in the morning, that might not help right. you that much. I mean, because they're coming through six hours, seven hours after dark. Uh, but it at least gives you an idea maybe which way they're heading for the morning or where if they're. You, t- if you can't get cameras, can't have cameras, it might, and depending, so say you're hunting public land, mm-hmm. you know where your signs are. Set up on the north, I mean, depending on, pick a wind direction. Set up on the upwind side, correct? Yeah. Or downwind side I of that, that sign. Term. Yeah. If you get busted, you get busted. I mean, yeah. the next time, switch it up. There's no guarantee to come from the same direction, but, you know, just if you have to go by observation, I'm a believer as long as, I mean, if a deer smells you, which, back up and farther, scent control, you need to practice decent scent control. I mean, wash your clothes and some, some scent soap, spray yourself down when you go in and out. I believe that. I believe in that. I don't think it's going to stop them from smelling you, but I don't it think won't. it can hurt you. I, it, will, it will not stop them, but I think... If a deer busts because it thinks something's not right, I don't believe they're going to leave that property completely. They may go a couple hundred yards, stop, and just change what they were doing. Okay, you got busted, so what? Yep. The next time, learn from what happened and make an adjustment. Somebody, I was listening to somebody one time, and they said it perfectly. If a deer busts you, what he was doing worked. Mm -hmm. So why would that not build his confidence in what he's doing? So yeah, you keep busting a buck over and over and over. Eventually, you're he's gonna, not going to come yeah. back. But but that that one time, I think it's Josh Honeycutt again that says that very next morning might be the morning. You know, you bust him that evening, you might kill him that very next morning coming back to that because what he did worked. Mm-hmm. He smelled the threat and was able to leave safely. So why would he not do the same thing the next day? Because it, you right. just built his confidence. Uh, what they call that? The pump and dump. The bump and dump. Bump and dump. Close, so close, <laughs> Micah. The bump and dump. Bump and dump. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Yoda Blaster, that's kind of what we do. Um, but another episode, like I said, I'd go listen to the episode with Josh Honeycutt, Hunting Nocturnal Bucks. I don't remember what episode it is of ours. I'm more curious about this guy's Instagram name than anything. Yoda Blaster. Yoda yeah. Blaster. Um, Yoda didn't use a blaster. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's Y-O-T-A. That's not how he spelled his name, is it? Be like, no. uh, hey, <laughs> Probably Coyote Blaster. That's what I'm thinking. Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. I could probably get on there real quick and check out his uh, (laughs) picture. Anyway. um, All right. Let's talk about 2021, fellas. It is a little over a month away. By the time we get back from our elk trip, it'll pretty much be here. Yeah. So we've been doing some scouting this summer. We've been working our properties a little bit. Uh, I mean, what? What are our goals? What are we kind of looking to do? I This year, I have decided I'm going to focus the majority of my time on the property that I know I'm going to have the longest and that I can do whatever I want to. So that's where I've been putting a lot of my effort. As far as deer go, I have three potential ones that I might be And how do you know that? What do you mean? How do I know what? So this year is interesting for you because this is the first year you really ran cameras. Cameras. Mm-hmm. So, so far from the information that I have gathered, I have three, sh- I'm going to call them shooters, three shooters that I would take and harvest with my boat. I got one that I'm really interested in and he ain't going to score crap. 
but who cares? I don't care what he scores. If he's, he gets your heart pumping, he's an old deer, and he's cool looking. I just think I think he's very cool. But yeah, so I'm focusing mostly on that property, and so my yeah. goal is to kill that one deer. <laughs> and we all now have our running cameras where we hunt. Yeah, and for some of our listeners, you know, a lot of our listeners, I don't know some who who knows, but you know, a lot of people hunt in public ground, and some public ground you can put cameras out. Um, can you in the state of Missouri? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I've never, I've never, done. never tried to. I would be. <laughs> I wonder, like, if you can, how many times they get stolen. Right. But anyway, uh, we all three hunt private ground currently. Um, now, it's not like we're hunting primo. We got decent spots here and there, yeah. but, I mean, your property you're hunting is, what, 60 acres? Yeah, probably. Th- it's 60, and I want to say there's only... Probably around 20-something, maybe 30 acres of timber. Yeah. It's huntable. Everything else is alfalfa and pasture. Right. I personally hunt two farms. I've got one farm. It's about 200-acre farm, but literally it's got seven maybe trees. seven <laughs> trees. <laughs> and, and that, I mean, literally maybe an acre worth of timber. And he wants to cut those down. <laughs> so I'm hunting ditches, you know, there. And then my other property, what, is 15 acres of timber or so? Yeah. Uh, that's what I hunt. And then Andy hunts uh, a farm. A little different. You know, it's a decent farm, but it's not like we're, but they are private ground. So we do run cameras, helps us get, honestly, just an inventory more than anything. But for like Andy, your farm and the place I hunt, sometimes you don't see those deer when the the season hits and you all Mm -hmm. of a sudden see new deer. So where I'm at, especially there's bigger chunks of property around uh-huh. and there's some thick timber on different ones and so the rut this year is going to be interesting because i don't have um my normal trail cam stars i guess i'd call them i mean yeah. i don't have any ones right now i'm like holy crap i have to get on this deer come season usually i have one or two um, this year, um, I've talked to a couple of the neighbors and based off of what was harvested last year, um, and you know, what, what they're seeing, what I'm seeing, we just, our little block there doesn't have those normal, oh my God, deer. Um, however, come the rut, that whole area just starts spinning. Right. And so the deer you were seeing, you know, this time of year come late October, early November, you may not see, and all of a sudden, here comes deer you had never seen before. Right. Uh, so I'm kind of excited for that time of year, just because it's a little different. But also, because I mean, you do have a shit ton of does. There's a. I have. I have thick timber. I have does. I have the property they're going to come to when when everything gets pressured. Right. Um, That's not a bad thing. You know, no. So I'm keep not the real, ladies happy. Real worried there. And then there's something. I still get a pretty good adrenaline rush. There, my parents have a couple places I haven't hunted for for a little bit, and uh, there aren't any cameras there. So I think I'm actually going to do a few, you know, go to a brand new property. You don't know what's there. It's not brand new. I have stands there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't scouted it. So I might just uh, go hunt a few properties blind and see what happens. Yeah. That no, that's be, always fun because you never know fun. what could yeah. show up. I mean, everything's going to be a new, I mean, not a new experience, but roll the dice yeah i've got two goals 
I, I do have a deer that I really want to kill that is currently on camera. I don't know if he'll stay there, but, and then, like I said earlier in the show, I've got my son a crossbow, my 10 year old son, a crossbow. He's going to get to go hunting this year. I think he's ready. Uh, he's ready to, to kill a deer. He's my son. I am raising him how I want to. So I don't care what anybody's thoughts <laughs> on thoughts are on that. Um, you know, I think he's ready to kill a, a deer. And, uh, so he's got a crossbow. And so my, my other goal is I would, I want Caden to get a deer. And yeah. honestly, between the two, if I had to choose, I want to see what, how he does it. I want to see how he handles handles it. I want to see the look on his face when he picks up that deer he harvests for the first time, whether it's a doe or a, a buck. I I cannot wait for that to happen. Hopefully, it does this year. Um, two questions. First one, easy one. Does he has he talked about or have you guys talked about like if a doe shows up? Is he going to want to take it, or is it or not is it yet? Going to be a buck only. I'm pretty much going to tell him uh, the way we've talked. I'll say, "Hey, you're going to, you know, the days we go hunting together, and that you have your bow, um, you know, Daddy will tell you if you're going to be able to shoot it or not." Uh, I have pretty much decided. Now, this is just me on the property that he's probably going to hunt with me on. I do not have very many does on this property. I'm not real excited about taking one out, to be honest with you. I've got a bunch of bucks. Some of them are smaller. That would be, if I got to like write the script, I would prefer him to take a, a younger buck, get his first. But honestly, if the monster shows up and... That was my next question. <laughs> oh, Are I, you taking the bow with you whenever you take him out with the crossbow? Are you just going to leave your bow in the truck? No, I'll I'll have... I'll have mine too. Okay. That was my plan. So if <laughs> Big Boy comes in, perfect. Daddy shooting him. Daddy shooting. Yeah. Not Dude. even. Not even well, giving him here's a chance. On, Dude, <laughs> let's think about this. Let's think about this for a second. Think about how you're he's, a dick. He's never shot a deer before. Okay. What's that got to do with? He's got to start somewhere. Sure. And what if it doesn't go well for him on the then, giant freaking buck? Okay. But what, it doesn't go well. but what if it does? Yeah, and what? That's if, true. That's true. Yeah, I got something to think about there. Guys, cut sure. his teeth somehow. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, I so mean, you could do that. You could have a bad experience. I mean, that's true. But I'll, I'll which play. one of us is Are more you, likely to not screw up? I, I may probably him. You're exactly right. That's I'll just, play devil's hey, advocate. You might be right. Yeah. yeah, I believe it is good for a kid to kill a big deer for their first deer. One, so my first year was not a giant by any means. Mm-hmm. It might be 120, 125 inch, eight point. I mean, it's not something Still to hold a good It was a, and this was back in 1990, whatever. For this area, I feel like then it was a really good deer. Um, I don't know. I was, I was proud of it. Still am. Yeah. It hooked me for life. I wanted that feeling forever. Yeah. Forever. And, I, I I don't know. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, you're run for life." You know, you're you're run for life. It's gonna be you'll never get a bigger deer. Eventually, I did. Twenty but, years later, you're still hunting them. Yeah, and it it from that point on, I didn't have to kill a bigger deer than that one. I just had to kill a big deer. I I just like the mature deer. I wanted to figure out why it was. You know, I don't know. For me, it got the questions asking. 
at me asking questions. Yeah. I killed smaller deer than that. I mean, that my next couple were smaller than the first one. Didn't mean any less to me, I guess. You, honestly, guys, I don't know. I mean, I am experiencing this for the first time, too. As, like, I've never taken someone hunting, so uh, to, to actually kill something. And taking him turkey hunting this last spring mm-hmm. was the first time I took someone hunting to kill something. And getting him so close to killing a tom and seeing the look on his face and, you know, talking to him afterwards, that was just as much of a high as me killing something. So, right. Well, you, you can ask my nephew and my niece. I was with both of them. I was with my nephew when he killed his first and his second, my niece when she killed her first. And both of them will tell you that I was way more excited than I think they were. Mm-hmm. My nephew thought I was about to, like, knock him out of the tree. I was jumping around so much. <laughs> like, I I love it. I love taking – um, you know, the, the get kid hunting that hasn't had that experience. Yeah. And for me, it's almost a bigger adrenaline rush than me pulling the trigger. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. So I think it's going to be like one of those deals that first time I go hunting with them, let's say it's October 1st, just for argument's sake. And a doe walks out first evening. I don't think I'm going to let him, I'm going to, I'm going to have him I practice. Think, I think you need to have that conversation before you go out. Just I just, agree with you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is okay. I'm gonna. I think I'm. And right now, my thought is have him practice lining up the shot, um, without just because, dude. I only have like I think three does, maybe, and I'm just not. And I've got a lot more bucks than does, and I don't know if it's a great idea to kill a doe there. Um, but maybe I'll let him. I don't know. I I haven't decided that. And especially like October first, if he's gonna go a lot more with me, maybe let him. Just see more deer, kind of get comfortable with being ready to shoot her or it. And then, you know, the first time he's ready to let it fly. Or maybe I'll just ask him, do you want to shoot this one? Are you ready? You think you're ready? Let him go. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm excited. I know that. (laughs) I spent eight freaking hours setting up ladder stands this last (laughs) week specifically for that. So It'd be like my nephew, this very first deer. All right, just hang on. He's going to walk into this gap right here. You can shoot him over. Bang! <laughs> Gun goes off. And then I was like, what happened? He's like, he was in the crosshairs. I pulled the trigger. I don't know what happened. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> he did. I know this. He was excited when I brought home that crossbow. Uh, yeah. He was a little down because we, we, my daughter's softball tournament being the same weekend of, of youth season. And then I got to thinking, I'm like, why did I sell the crossbows I had? Because you have so many more opportunities to hunt archery than you do rifle, especially as a kiddo. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'll just go get one for them, and we'll do that that way, Because you weren't thinking at the time about how they start hunting. You were thinking about how they will continue to hunt. Right. But getting into hunting, there's that phase there. I mean, I think we're all in the same mindset, and if I piss somebody off, I'm sorry. But if you're a capable body... You should, I don't know, there, you, that's a red we're, bull. We're fans you should of be able, You should be able to shoot a compound bull. If you're a capable body, bow hunting, I mean, the, if you want to pull a trigger, go hunt rifle season. If not, pull back a bow. Um, and I understand, oh, well, your compound bow is not, there's no different than whatever traditional bow, whatever bullshit, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't Dude, give a shit. Bottom line is, just, we all shoot compounds, and that's what we prefer. Right. But we really don't give a crap, or at least I don't. You know, if you're hunting legally – do what you want. I mean, we have our opinions on that, but I don't give it. 
I don't care what you do, if you're, as long as you're not breaking the law. I was cool with it until they came out with these crossbows. They're shooting like <laughs> 1,000 <laughs> yards and freaking guaranteeing three-inch groups at 100 yards. I mean, to me, that just changed the entire game. And if you're of able body, I'm on the board. You need to pull back a bow, and I don't know. I don't know where that line in the sand is for me, but somewhere in there. <laughs> I get it. Is what it is. Fight it, me. And that's and that's what it was. It was like, I you know, I, I don't personally use crossbows. That was hilarious, by the way. You walk into a freaking sporting goods store, and you're like, I don't know anything about these damn things. Um, so, you know, you're sitting there in a bow shop being an archer, and you're like, so how many feet per second does this thing shoot? And is this the, the thing that does this? And how do you cock it? It's just like the dude must have thought I was stupid because I had no idea what I was asking him. Um, but so, yeah, it was just one of them deals. Like I just assumed, hey, I'm going to get him. My whole plan was to get him a bow. And one of the ones, I think it was the Elite Ember. Yeah, yeah that's like, fully, that goes from like – just 15 rolled. all the way to like and I'm 60 just like, pounds. You know, by the time he, he'll be ready to go. But he's got this little diamond bow um, that I let him shoot. And that thing is dialed all the way down, and he still has a hard time pulling that back. And that can't be 12, 15 pounds tops. If I remember, that thing only maxes out at like 30. So. Yeah. And so I'm just like, he's 10. Granted, he hasn't started the whole puberty thing yet, but... <laughs> Uh, he's gonna be like 16 before he can pull 40 pounds. I mean, I don't no, know. I, I, I was, he'll be there before you know it. Yeah. In which case, I'm gonna be like, I should have never bought that crossbow. Probably. I just waited. But well, and then you guys mark, mark this episode up. down, and <laughs> a year from now, Nate's gonna sell the crossbow again. And I will say, then I've got an eight-year-old son coming behind him, yeah. and a three-year-old coming behind both of them. So that's kind of my idea with buying that crossbow is it can go through all three of them as they're getting into hunting, and then. I'm going to get Caden a compound at some point. Um, so long story short, I'm going to keep shooting my 11-year-old Bowtech for the foreseeable future because I just spent 700 bucks or whatever it was on this crossbow. So, what kind of broadheads you going to run? Probably my Montech G5s that I still have because I'm not going to go buy extra shit. Or the Slick Tricks I still have. A lot of people say you should shoot mechanicals out of a crossbow, but... I'm not going to go buy anything. I'm going to shoot what I got. What kind of sense? I mean, I don't get the sense. I mean, but I have no idea. That's just no what I, me. the guy at the bow shop told me that, and someone else said something about mechanicals. Does that have to do with the speed? Yep. So I don't have a really fast crossbow, but I guess the faster they get, a fixed blade is a bad thing because it almost causes like a wobble. But my bow, or the crossbow I bought, is only rated for like 360. <laughs> feet per second which is still faster than hell it's faster than any compound yeah but so a fixed blade on it won't cause problems apparently hmm. but yeah i've got like two montex still that i those are the first broadheads i ever had and then i've got a handful of slick tricks i'll probably use those okay but yeah that's my goals how about my rages you you switch back to rage. Back, did you? I'm going back to the rage in the cage, man. <laughs> so what are you taking out west? Rages. Are you really rage tripans? Ballsy. Colorado, you're allowed to. Sure. Yeah. It's just the whole like like Garen, our buddy. He's going to Idaho. He's not allowed to shoot expandables, really, uh, or mechanicals. Um, 
different states are different, of course. Yeah. But um, I've just seen, like, I don't know. I feel like the people I know that have shot the Rages, when I used to shoot them at Whitetail, I just uh, have, I don't know. I, I trust them a little more than some of the ones that I've had. You worried about it, like, hitting the shoulder of an elk or anything? I think as long, I mean, honestly. Shot placement matters. It, shot placement matters, and I really, I just, in my mind right now, I just don't feel like any other broadhead, right? Confident that any other broadhead is going to make up for that. Mm-hmm. So I want a big blood trail, and I believe that's going to offer me the biggest blood trail, biggest wound I can get. Penetration-wise, going to depend on my shot placement. I don't believe uh, a fixed blade is going to make it through a shoulder of a bull elk um, any better, or I guess regardless. Um, Irregardless. Regardless. The mechanical is not going to make it through the shoulder. I don't believe a fixed blade is going to make it through the shoulder. So I might as well go for the biggest wound, biggest blood trail I can get. I I don't know. That's my thought process. Speaking of that, I sighted in my, or I shot my broadheads tonight. Yeah, and you went to those iron wheels. How are you liking them? So I went the exact opposite of Andy. Andy went back to the rages. I went to a two-blade. Is it single bevel? No, it's double bevel. Double bevel uh, iron wheel with two little bleeders. Mm-hmm. And uh, I shot those tonight, and I got out to 48 yards is where I stopped. I just walked somewhere in the grass, stopped, ranged it, and then that's what I shot. And I mean, I I was shooting a block target made for broadheads, and so I was shooting the little deer, mm-hmm. you know, the little deer that got painted on there, and I was shooting his little kill area. I never exited the black area. And so I'm like, okay, they fly great. Um, I will say this. So I shot them through that target and they, it's a 16 inch block. It's 16 inches deep. They passed all the way through it. Hmm. I got in the house though. And I think they need to be sharpened because you're supposed to be able to take a sheet of paper and just lightly put some pressure on it and it it. should slice it. It does not, it doesn't cut my hair on my arm either. Now I did shoot them. Did they before? Yes. Yeah, when I pulled him out of the box. I shot him probably a dozen times at least each through that, that target. Yeah, I probably yeah, yeah, dang, man. That's a lot. That's, well, I was trying to sight the damn things in. I thought they just said they were flying great. I just I tried a bunch of different stuff. I I switched my cock vein to line up with the blade a few times to see if that changed any flight. And then I did it the way it was before where it wasn't lined up. I didn't see a difference. Um, so I was trying different things, different arrows with different broadheads just to see if that was any different and I didn't see much difference. So I probably need to go grab a sharpener and touch those up. I mean, they're still sharper than hell, but they're not doing that sort of stuff. Right. So I got to learn how to do that. Did they penetrate better than what your other broadheads did? Funny. You should say that. I also shot my slick tricks just to see the difference. And, uh, now, this is not a scientific test, folks, but my iron wheels, when I shot that that block, if you were to look at how much of the arrow passed through the block, I would say I had about six inches of my arrow left in the front side of the target um, with the iron wheels. With the slick tricks, I would say I probably had... 
Well, let's just put it this way. The slick trick didn't pass through the the, the target. Hmm. So I probably had at least 16 to 18 inches of arrow left. This one, yeah. So, you know, take it for what it's worth there. I mean, those slick tricks are a couple of years old too. But that that's the one thing now that I'm kind of thinking of it. I spent $100 on three broadheads. Now I got to sharpen them and stuff. Honestly, with my old broadheads, the slick tricks, they were like, what, 35 bucks for three? If it got dull or a, a broadhead got so dull that it, you know, buy I, the new I just go buy another pack. Right. <laughs> you well, know, you probably replace some blades from us. That's true, too. So um, I'm going to have to learn how to sharpen because I've not done that before. But I do like them. I'm excited to use them. Yeah. They're ready to go. And you already had your sighted in. Yeah, dude, man. I mean, every broadhead company out there says, you know, fill point accuracy. Well, this is the only broadhead that I've actually, me personally, have used where it was actually fill point accurate. And I, I got those thorn uh, thorn crowns or whatnot. And, yeah, dude, they were didn't have to touch nothing. So I was pretty happy with that. I'm a little nervous just because my broadheads, I, I haven't, I didn't, you know, when we shot their... Oh, it's been a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. I was like way off. Um, Did you ever figure that out? Well, if you guys remember all the all the problems I had before we went, I got the bow in a hurry because mm-hmm. the other one blew up. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. So I got that one sided in. I had it paper tuned. I need to probably go back and have it paper tuned again, but uh, because my field points and my broadheads were way off, uh, so I'm hoping with me shooting rages, they're going to fly pretty pretty true to field points but i would say they're going to that's that's the one that's a big positive for a mechanical over a fixed blade if you're really going to talk about field point accuracy they pretty much are a field point i mean i got these little slivers of stuff Mm -hmm. they're holding in so i mean i don't see how that's i really don't like shooting those at targets but i think i'm gonna have to don't they make practice ones they do but there's they're i don't know the practices are different than the I, don't know. I think they're different shapes, in my opinion. But it's pretty much a field point, is it not, when it's flying? I mean, I mean they it's got only some. got a little. I don't. I've yeah. never shot. Full full disclosure, I've never shot a mechanical in my life. I mean, they got some stuff sticking off of it, so it's not. And I mean, it's exactly. Not, right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it should be. We'll I would think out. it'd be much better than a fixed blade that's got. What were you shooting before? On my fixed blades? Yeah. Um, dirt, most dirt, most recently, dirt naps, that's right. I uh, had slick tricks before that. I had the dirt nap alphas, which I really did like. The alphas probably, if I would go back to one, I'd probably go to those. Um, then I had some was it Simmons Shark or something like that. Hmm. Um, had those. Um, and before that, I was rages. Nice. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting how we've all switched now. Mm-hmm. For I mean, for a while, we all pretty much were suiting the same thing, and then. Had a few things happen here and there I wasn't real happy with. I don't really think it was the broadhead's fault, but try something different. I've, I think I've come to the realization that blood trail is mostly just where you shoot, where you shoot them on the animal. I don't think it depends. I mean, they're all going to cut, you know, for the most part. So I don't think it matters Yeah, as far as that. Yeah. But. So, yeah, to wrap a bow on it, uh, holy crap, this is an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, to wrap a bow on it, my our goals kill some deer have some fun (laughs) should we could we have literally done this entire 2021 season goals in two sentences 
kill some deer, have some fun. I, I believe, you know, from words from Russell, see deer, kill deer. Eat. Or see deer, shoot deer, kill deer. Eat deer. Yeah. Eat deer. Eat deer. Yeah. That's, that's Russell's uh, goals. Yeah, yeah, that's literally have some fun, kill some stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that would have been a lot easier. Me, it's really have some fun, kill some stuff, have Kate and kill a deer. I'm just ready to get out and just, I don't know, that fall weather. I know, dude. Sit in a tree. I like watching everything just kind of kind of happen, letting wildlife happen. I can't wait, dude. I can't wait to go pull him. I'm. You just said that, and it got me going again. Pull him out of school a couple hours <laughs> early to take him, like, you know, like that first cold front, and, you know, he's he's ready to go, and, and I've got that evening off or something, or he doesn't have a practice or something. I can't wait to go. Hey, I got to take my kid out of school. What's he got going on? None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Let's go. And uh, oh man, I can't wait to take him. Yeah, I think I'll that, be honest with you. If I was in like high school now, I'm like uh, I was exposed to COVID, <laughs> I need, <laughs> I'm gonna have to be home for ten days. Yeah. Oh, I got exposed again. It's, November, it's November first through the fifteenth. I'm I'm sorry. This is horrible. I can't believe it. Uh, that's funny. So, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Let's see. We talked about our goals, did our Q&A. You guys, can you think of anything else that you guys want to talk about? No. You I got, think that I'm just ready. Else? I'm ready to go. I am. I'm, I'm starting to – I'm really starting to get ready. It, I just really wish I would have made some 3D tournaments this year. This is the least I've shot in the last four or five. We do have one more chance. We do, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Sunday – the Although, Reinhardt 100. Yeah, guess what I just found out before you guys got here, though. My daughter's supposed to have softball practice tomorrow. It's canceled and moved to Sunday night. But if we left early Sunday morning, we could get 50 targets in at the Reinhardt 100 and get home. I have not asked my wife about that I haven't yet. talked to mine either. <laughs> Neither have I. I have a bachelor party tomorrow night, so. <laughs> oh, you're going to be in trouble Sunday. More than likely. I'm at least not going to be feeling very well. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I would really like to get to that, but, yeah. I've been, all my shooting's been here at home. Same. Yeah. I do have, like, one, two, three, four, six different targets. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. I kind of moved them a little bit here and there. And I'm thinking about getting way. one of those, you know, those circle Targets with a rope. Oh, the 18 and one? Sure. That you throw it? I'm just going to just, I think, walk around my yard and just chuck it. Toss and it. And then yeah. I can't decide then. I, I'll probably use my range finder, then shoot, just so I get random distances. Yeah. But then after a while, I'll try it without using the range finder and see if I can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what those, it's cool about those 18 and ones is you can yeah. just throw them and shoot them. But let's not go into another rabbit hole that's in this one. All right, fellas, we'll talk to you all later. Have a good one. Have a good one. See you.